Welcome, everyone, to episode 123 of the Greg's World podcast. One, two, three. It's a number that rolls off the tongue. It's like when you're driving your car and you look at the odometer and it hits these special numbers, like something that's important to you, or it's straight across the border. It's like one, two, three, or one, two, you know, get the idea. That's what this episode feels like to me. And I hope that I can deliver something that lives up to those expectations. Although this week it was, it was awesome. It started out great. And then it, went downhill quite a bit, like there was a crash landing. But before we get into all that, I should say, if this is the first time that you're ever seeing this, this is my audio journal. This is where I sit down and I talk about my week and the goings on in it and the things I'm interested in, just like all the good and bad things that happen in life. I share them here just as a record for myself and I think people enjoy this, at least I hope to think that, because I enjoy this type of content. I wish more people did journal-like content in podcast form. Speaking of which, you can listen to this. If you'd prefer to take this off of YouTube and you just want to listen to it on the go, this is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and every other podcasting platform that people do or do not use. Do or do not use. There is no try. Let's talk about this week, though. I told you it started out awesome, and it certainly did. Yard sale season is upon us, and community yard sales are happening last weekend. They're also happening this weekend as well. This weekend, absolute rain out. Like, it's raining today. I'm actually recording this on Friday, May 6th, right at 11 a.m. You can think about where you were at this time when I'm recording this. But it's raining now, and I looked at the forecast, and it's reporting rain straight through the next 24 hours. So today is a, technically a yard sale day. You can go out on Friday morning. Sometimes deals to be had. Saturday mornings, obviously, that's like prime time and rain sucks, but it's not going to stop me. The rain didn't stop me last weekend though, because it was beautiful. It was, it was like, it was a little chilly, but it was, it was glorious. And the Pine Creek Meadows development community yard sales were happening. And we obviously went out to that and had a great time. It was a beautiful day. We found scores on scores, actually found scores in like all the categories that I look in. Like if you're trying to check it all off, I got it. There was some Thomas stuff or toys. Uh, there was Lego stuff. There was video games. And it just was like, this is what I needed in my life. It felt so good. And I just love being out with, with my in-laws, Bud and Deb. They're my favorite in-laws, by the way. Might be listening to this, so I have to say that. Uh, Clark Man, obviously. Uh, the whole video is out if you want to watch that. I'm not going to recap it too much because you can just go watch the video. I know you guys like the director's cut, but I feel like that video pretty much summed it all up. And I was so proud of that video when I made it. I was like, man, this feels like a good one. It did take me a lot of time to edit, which I'll talk about as we get into later in this week, uh, my editing days. But man, what a great day. Uh, one follow-up though that you may not have seen in that video if you if you did or didn't watch it. Why There is no try. Why do I keep saying that? Let's stop. Uh, the Nintendo DSi that I got, it was kind of crusty and musty and had four games with it. I bought it for five bucks. I ended up cleaning it up and getting it working. I charged it with a 3DS cable that I already had and it works wonderfully. So I already have a 3DS I have another DS that I got for free at a yard sale. So I think I'm going to sell that on eBay. And it looks like they're going for like 40 bucks. That's without a stylus and without a charger, which is wild. So $5 for that. Maybe if I throw the games in there too, because the games are kind of meh. Other than the Mario and Donkey Kong game, I think, uh, I think I could probably make 40 or 50 bucks off of $5. And that pays for like everything I bought that day, plus probably what I'll spend tomorrow when I venture out into the rain to find some great deals at the Rocktown yard sales. But yeah, it was it was a really wonderful day. I had a, a fantastic Saturday. It was just like chef's kiss, phenomenal. And I was happy to go out and experience that. But we continued on being pretty good. Sunday, what did we do on Sunday? 
I'm trying to think back. I didn't do a very good job of keeping records this week. I usually put little notes on things, but I don't have much record of it. I guess the next thing on my list, though, I need to do better at my notes. Next thing on my list is a Subaru update. I mentioned in last week's episode that we were considering purchasing a new vehicle because of our Subaru is getting a little bit older. There's some repairs that need to be done. So I went out and about and tried looking for a vehicle. And I found out that this year things are much worse than they were last year in terms of vehicle sales, uh, the ability to find a new vehicle and or a used one at a reasonable price. It's just, it's not happening. So I made the decision that I was going to fix the Subaru. So I made a phone call, got them set up to come to our house to pick the car up and do the repairs and stuff. And they did. It was expensive, but my thoughts are I now have a vehicle that is good to go. Like the Subaru has been a phenomenal vehicle since we've owned it since 2013. Like I, I did have this statement that I would say where I was like, the only thing I've ever done to this is change the tires rotated the tires and oil changes, like the standard maintenance stuff. These are like the first couple things that have come up where it's been like, oh, I need rear wheel bearings, which I'm still struggling to say. And then there was this control arm bushing that was getting dried out. So I had them like fix that as well. Cause I thought, you know, I'm probably going to be having this car for at least the next year. And I want this thing to be up to par cause this is going to be our travel vehicle. And you know, if I do sell it or if I trade it in, which I'll probably sell it because we do have a, a person that we, that we're friends with that would be interested in. I want it to be a good vehicle. I don't want to like be like, Hey, here, buy this from me. And then it turns into a pile, but I feel like it was a good investment. And for the amount of money that I paid, it's about $1,700 all in for all the stuff they did. They also changed out the brake fluid and did some, one other thing too. I forget what that was, but I feel like that's way cheaper than what I would pay for a car payment, obviously, if I got a new car. And also, I, I think about it like this. When you buy a car in the state of Pennsylvania, you have to pay sales tax on that vehicle because it's it's a product just like anything else. And that sales tax is 6%. So if I bought a $40,000 vehicle like that Toyota Highlander that I was looking at that was four years old with 40,000 miles, absurd, the sales tax on that would have been $2,400. Just in sales tax, just money that I would have just thrown away. Putting $1,700 into the vehicle that I already own, that I know has been properly maintained, that I've taken care of the entire time we've owned it, thats I think that's the move to make. And I, I, I doubt there's anyone that's listening to this that would disagree with that. So we have the car. I got it all cleaned up this week too. I spent some time getting it all you know, beautiful inside and out. Then it rained, but um, yeah. That was what I decided to do. I mean, it wasn't really a decision. <laughs> was it really a decision? I suppose I could have bought the bought the Highlander or anything else, but you, I'd rather go new just so I can be in that same position where I'm like, okay, I've, I've seen this thing since day one. And especially considering that new car prices and used are like almost neck and neck. And why, why even bother with used at this point? But the problem is you can't find new cars. That's that's the kicker. That's why they're so expensive. But I'm going to ride it out for another year. Next April, right before inspection time comes up again, we'll revisit this and we'll see where we're at. Hopefully the chip shortage thing, and I think I probably said this last year, there's probably a whole episode where I say these exact words. We'll hope that the chip shortage and the pandemic and all this stuff is over and we're back to living our normal lives. Can we just do that? Can we do that for once? So we'll hope for the best with that. And who knows? Maybe I'll have it for another another year after that and another year after that. I have no doubts that that Subaru will continue running for like the next 200,000 miles. It's just, I, need, I, I would like something a little bit bigger. 
I would love to get the van because I would love to go camping in the back of it and, you know, have the seats that go down and have a spot for Roxy Bear so we can slide the door open and she can just do a little hop in and lay in her dog bed in there. Like, that's what I dream of. So, like, a van I feel like is in my future. I even have the missus, like, okay with it. Not like loving it, but she agrees, and I'm a practical guy. I'm all about function. She agrees that like that's the move for where we're at. Not like we have like 17 kids that we need to low in the back, but it'd be nice to have that flexibility, you know, to put the seats down, have Bear in there. Clarkman has his own chair. Clark and I put all the seats down. We go camping up at Hills Creek. It just seems like it just seems like a beautiful thing, but not maybe just not yet. We'll see. We'll see what happens if something comes up and everything kind of works out, I think I would pull the trigger and then I would just sell the Subaru at, at like a, a decent price because I, like you're not going to find a car like this. I have like all the maintenance records. I've, I just did these repairs. I can tell the person like, this is, this is where we're at on this. Like you are, you're going to be okay. So we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But right now we're holding tight. Just like I think a lot of people probably are. Unless you're crazy, unless you're, well, I shouldn't say crazy, unless you're like really in need of a car. Like I feel bad for like, I think about the teenagers or 16 year old kids and it's like, Hey, I need to get my first car. I remember you could get a car for like 1500 bucks, like 2000 bucks. I think my friend got a car for like 500 bucks. I don't think that exists anymore. That $500 car is probably like $4,000 right now. And that's painful, man. So I feel bad for anybody that's kind of coming up right now because if you're not already set up and we'll be, we'll be talking about this a little bit and listener feedback as well, like housing, cars, the prices of everything is just, just crazy college. Everything is like, where, where do you make enough money to pay for all these things? That's what I want to know. Leave your, leave your response down in the comments here. Let's uh, move on to the next little thing that we did here. Uh, the day after the Subaru got fixed, they left us with a car, which we didn't even drive. I should mention that. There was a video about that that I, I actually just got done editing right now that would have been out a few days ago if you'd like to see it. Again, I'm trying to stay away from like recapping my videos and more of the behind the scenes stuff. So the next thing we did was I got some plants for our future garden. If you guys have been following along with the story, we got rid of Clark Mann's playset thing out there that he barely used. We gave that to our friends. And who live just down the street. And it's Clark's girlfriend's house, by the way. So it, he can still use it if he wants to. Uh, and we're going to put a really nice garden in there because that's something that I feel like, just like the piano thing, I feel like that's something that the whole family can get into and really just like get behind. You know, like you go out there, you see your your tomato plant growing. There's starting to be some tomatoes on there. And we, we all, you know, we put our arms around each other. We look at that and we're like, look at those tomatoes growing. It's like Gardner Gregg's wildest dreams, you know, having a van and growing tomatoes. It's all I really want in life. I'm a simple man. <laughs> Imagine, you know, like what's your life goals? I just, I want to have a garden and I want to have a minivan. That's all I really aspire to, guys. I want to make YouTube videos and drive a minivan and have a garden in my backyard and a fire pit, which we're working on as well. Uh, so let's talk about the the garden. I got like everything that I want. We're going to be growing tomatoes, all types of peppers. We're doing like bell peppers. We're doing jalapeno peppers. And I'm always buying jalapenos. I'm like, dude, let's just grow some of those. Sweet banana peppers. I'm actually going to try my hand at broccoli and Brussels sprouts. We're growing corn, cantaloupe. That's Clark's request. I'd like to uh, do, we're, we're doing cucumbers. I need to get some zucchini seeds because they didn't have zucchinis growing. So I'm going to grow my own zucchini from seeds. I'm not really into yellow squash too much. So we're going to skip that this year. 
And I think I mentioned corn. All of these things were, were going to be growing in this area that was just Clark Mann's uh, playset. So we're going to have like a really cool little spot out there where we're growing all these things. And it's going to be so much fun to go out and uh, to work on it and to look at it. And most of all, like I feel like having a with a kid, you go out and you do all that work and you grow that. And then you pick the, the corn off the cob or whatever, or you have corn on the cob, or you put, pick one of those tomatoes or peppers or whatever. That teaches that kid that, you know, this is something that we work towards. This is something we put effort into, and this is the reward that we got from that. And it's something that we did together. I think it's a wonderful thing to, to do that. And that's so much better, I feel like, than sitting around and playing video games or whatever. Not to say there's anything wrong with that, but I'm trying to do things for him or with him Clark man, that is, and to to encourage stuff like that. That's what the piano thing is too. I just want to encourage like learning something new or to have these activities that we can we can prosper from. I guess not financially, but uh, maybe emotionally. I don't know. Like you get the idea, right? If you've ever grown something or or like accomplished something like that, even though it's it's mostly nature doing all the work, you know, you're the one out there picking weeds and stuff. But to have that. To go grocery shopping in your backyard, I used to. I made a video titled that one time, and I was like, "Oh, that's such a cool line." Going grocery shopping in my backyard—it's worth a lot of money when you grow that stuff too. Go to the grocery store and see how much tomato is. Try to buy a three-pack of bell peppers. Expensive. It's like buying a used car these days. Sheesh. So we did all that. Got that. Uh, got them ready. They're not quite planted. We have our friends that bought the place that they're coming over to remove all like the little um, tire chips that make up the mulch that's in there. And once that's gone, we're going to prep it all. We also got a fire pit, as I mentioned. Uh, I ordered it from Home Depot. It's like one of those kits that you can build, but it's going to be really great. I took out like our fire pit thing that's there now. And then uh, we're having our septic tank tank pumped on Monday. I'm going to find out where the, where the lid of that is because I don't want to put my fire pit ring on top of that because in every like three to five years when you have your septic pumped you'd have to like remove that and then like put it back and I don't want that in my life so we're going to make sure we're all good with that um and then I need to order a whole bunch of like stone and stonework and little pebbles and stuff from Lowe's and it's it's going to be great out there it's a nice little outdoor thing so we'll have the trampoline and then in the middle we're going to have our nice fire pit with like a swing and Adirondack chairs and all the stuff there. And then beside that, it's going to be our booming garden for the, for the year. And I'm just like really excited about taking our backyard to the next level, which I've already started. And this is where things start going bad this week. About two weeks ago, I went out, we have our little fence line that runs between my property and my neighbors. And there was a whole bunch of like bushes and stuff growing up in between there. And I was like, you know, I'd really like that to be like a nice clean fence instead of like these weeds that had been growing there for years. So I went out there and started cutting these weeds all down and I got it looking really good. And when I was all done, I took all of those branches and stuff that I cut down and I took them down to the very end of the property and I started throwing them over the side. And I was on the, my neighbor's side because it was kind of like growing on both sides of the fence. If you picture the fence and then like trees are kind of like growing through it and around it, uh, and like weeds and vines and stuff like that. So when I was on his side, I took them all down and I walked down to the very end of the yard and I started throwing all this stuff in there because I didn't want to leave it like in his yard technically. Like I own a little bit of land on on his side. That's that's like where my fence is. Like my fence isn't just necessarily right on the property line. It's maybe like a, a mower's width in, like a riding mower's width in. So I always have the guys when they mow, they go down that side of it. But I wanted to clear that out and I took everything down and I threw it in the woods behind his house. I figured he probably wouldn't mind. It's just a field down there anyway. So that was all good. 
But uh, then I ran into a bit of a problem about, I don't know if it was a few days later or a week later, I started developing these red patches on my legs. And most of you probably know where this story's going, but yeah, apparently there is poison sumac down there. And I've never had poison before, believe it or not, but it's very interesting because getting into poison is almost like being at Chernobyl during the nuclear reactor failing. You, you, you're exposed to this at the time and it seems like everything's fine. Like at, at the time I had no idea. In fact, like the next day, the next week, it was no problem. But now two weeks later, I have poison sumac all over my legs. I have a little bit on my hands. You might be able to see it a little bit there. If you're watching this, you can see a little bit there. I didn't get it on my hands too bad, but I think what was happening was I was carrying those branches and stuff down. I wasn't even thinking about poison at all. Like now, every time I go in the woods, I'm gonna be looking around, looking around the ground. Um, but I walked down into that. So I had shorts on, of course, like an idiot. And I started throwing that stuff down there. So every time I walked down there, my legs were getting touched by this poison sumac that was growing on the ground probably. And I didn't even, I didn't even notice, but I'm getting bumps. Like I have like lines going across my, my left leg. I've got bumps on my right leg, all over like my knee and like thigh area. There's um, all kinds of bumps and like rash behind my, behind my knee and it's beginning worse and worse. And I'm like, dude, this probably isn't normal, but I looked it up and apparently the first time that you get any kind of poison like this, it, uh, it tends to bring itself out in the weeks following when you get it. Whereas if I were to get poison again, which is really weird, it would happen within like the few hours afterwards. So you would know it. But I feel like right now, and I hate to say this, I, f I feel like I'm at the, this, the spot right now where I think I might've went over the hump. But even now, like I have a little bit on my neck here, I noticed, cause I probably had that oil on me and I didn't even know it. <sighs> But I, I have some there. I'm starting to develop some on my arms. I'm like, no! It's it's like every time I look, I have more poison sumac on me. And the only reason I know it's poison sumac is because I went down last night and I saw some weeds down there and I took a picture of it and I did the Google Lens thing. And as soon as I clicked the Google Lens search, first image that came up was poison sumac. <laughs> so it's it's sucked. It's been pretty sucky. I actually got up today at 3 o'clock in the morning because... I woke up and my hand was really itchy. I've been putting this lotion on. It's like a calamine lotion mixed with something else. It's like a, it's actually for poison. So I'm putting that like all over my legs before bed. And then I keep my legs kind of up just so all that stuff dries. And then I, I, you know, put my legs in there. But there's been a few times since I've been going through this that I don't know if I move in the middle of the night or something happens, but I wake up and I'm itchy and it's really hard to just go back to sleep when you're itching like that. And like you're, you feel it in your legs and you're like, ah, so I'll get up and I'll, I'll grab the lotion. I'll put some more of that on. I'll sometimes go down to the couch, but I've been up today since three o'clock. So I'm thinking today is probably going to be nappy time Friday. Also, it's like super rainy out. So it just feels like a good day for that. I've already done my, my editing work for today. I have that done and you know, it's what's, what's it going to hurt, you know, taking a nice little nap today. Oh, uh, I'd say the worst part that I have right now with the poison is I have a little dot. You might be able to see it, a little dot of poison sumac right here on my ring finger on the right side. And it, there's like a lump there and it feels really obnoxious to have that there. But yeah, who knows where else I'll be getting poison. I've got these blisters and rashes all over my legs and stuff, but I'm glad it's not on my face, my eyes, other places that maybe we won't mention. I'm thankful. 
<laughs> that didn't happen. But yeah, it's uh, it sucks. I think anyone that's had any kind of poison ivy, oak, or sumac probably feels my pain. Literally, it's not too bad though. It's 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 just more of an annoyance. But it's definitely kind of been one of those things that's that sucked this week. Uh, speaking of things that suck, I've been telling you that I've been doing all this fun stuff and like really just crazily documenting all the things that I'm doing, and I've been loving it. But for every fun day that you have you have several hours of editing time ahead of you, you know, that you have to like sit down and turn that into something. And that's what like Wednesday and Thursday was for me. Both days were just kind of like on the grind, editing, editing, editing. And then I'd get done and I did have some fun on both days. When I finished up, I ended up going live on my Twitch channel playing FIFA 22, which is a a soccer or football game. It's free for uh, PlayStation Plus members. And I've played FIFA in the past and I want to jump on to play that. So I was streaming that live and people seemed to be enjoying it, especially people from the, from the UK. They were, they were down for watching me play some football. And w- the cool thing that really that happened to me in that stream was I got raided by a guy that plays this game like professionally every day. And he has like 80,000 followers. So a whole bunch of people came into my stream and it was just really cool. It's the first time that I've ever been raided. I've raided other people before, which a raid is like, when you are ending your stream, you have all these people, right? And they're like, they could all just leave. But what you do is you send them over to another channel to like support somebody different or somebody new since they're a captive audience. And that guy did that for me. And I just was really thankful for that. And I felt like I felt the appreciation that people feel when I do it because I'll do it for somebody that has like one or three people watching and then to have, you know, 15 people come over is like really cool. So that was awesome. I've also been working on my A-Wing, my Lego A-Wing. I, geez, I already have buyer's remorse on this, but I made a Lego purchase for May the 4th. May 1st rolled around and I wasn't going to buy anything. They came out with Luke's Land Speeder, which is a UCS set. This, we're going to get into a little Lego here. If you're not into that, you probably probably hit the, the 30 second button a couple times, the 15 second button a couple times. But they came out with Luke's Land Speeder. I wasn't like overly interested in it. I was like, ah, it's, you know, celebrating Lego's most overdone set was my was what I said about it. But then I was looking at the promos and I was like, oh gosh, gift with purchases are always these things that draw me in because you can only get these now and they're usually pretty valuable. So I looked and like the one set that comes out with is the Lars Homestead that sells for like $50 on eBay or it was the day I bought it. And the little keychain that they were giving out sells for like 30 bucks. The poly bag, you'd have to pay someone to take that from you. But that's like $80 of value right there on a $200 set. Plus, this is a business expense for me, so I can write write it off, and I can build it and share it, so that there's live streaming possibilities, and the fact that I just like to display cool stuff in my studio here, and I was like, oh gosh, I'm gonna do it. So by it was like evening on May first, I I bought those. I'm still waiting for them to come, which I better keep my eye on because if they put that outside on my porch in today or tomorrow in the rain, that's gonna be really unfortunate. But I think. Yesterday, it was in Illinois, so we're probably not going to get it until maybe tomorrow with earliest. I think it'll probably come. So I'd like to have the A-Wing done by then so I can be like, hey, I built the A-Wing, and here's my thoughts on it. And then I'll build the land speeder, and I'll compare them and let people know which one I like better. It's a lot of building and stuff. But the buyer's remorse is already setting in. I'm like, man, that was $200. Was that a good purchase? Should I even open the A-Wing? Because these sets, if you guys don't know, they get to be worth a lot of money, especially if you keep them sealed. If I were to let that sit in the shelf for like three or four years, I could easily double my money. You know, even used, I might be able to double my money down the line. All these Star Wars UCS sets are insane. 
So I'm like, shoot, should I have done that? Should I have bought this? But ultimately I did, and I'm just going to enjoy it because it's like, that. What, what else do you got in life, you know, other than Lego to enjoy? I got nothing else. No, that's, that's not true, but I think I'll, I'll be happy with it. And, you know, it's Lego. They, they did it to me again. They got me with these gift with purchases. I'm okay with it. So that's kind of what's been going on today. We, we fast forwarded now to Friday. I had two editing days with a little bit of streaming here and there mixed in as like my break. Uh, today was some editing this morning, rainy day, like I mentioned, making my podcast. Gonna just kind of chill this afternoon probably. I'd love to work on more of the A-Wing. I might do some of that. We'll see what happens, but that kind of got you caught up. Again, I'm hoping to go out yard sailing tomorrow, which I can tell you about. I'm gonna be wearing my full rain gear probably, so I, I stay dry while we're out. But that's pretty much my week. In a nutshell, I thought it would only take me like five minutes to go through all that, and I apologize. No, I don't, because you guys probably like longer podcasts. But that's that's everything that I did. So uh, let's now, if you guys have any comments you want to comment on that, go ahead, because I'm now jumping into your comments from last week. Uh, we had some some very thoughtful ones and some nice ones that came through that I thought I would touch on. So let's start out here with Tracy. This is where uh, we, we talk about trying to make a purchase that uh, you used to be able to make before things got all haywire, and now you can't. So Tracy says, I feel your pain with a big purchase costing more than it used to, and there not being many good available options. I've been working towards becoming a teacher for the past four years as a single mom. Now that I've been hired to teach for the next school year, I look at my budget and there are no good options in my price range and very few homes in the area on the market. I hear that. When I started my journey of going to school, I knew what my budget would be and there were so many options and it was a perfect price range for what we needed. Now that I've reached my goals, it isn't uh, something I'll be able to happen for some time. My kids helped me see it in perspective though. They said it was okay to stay in our apartment a bit longer and they knew I was doing my best. I felt like I'd failed them, but I look in their eyes and I only see pride and gratitude. Of course, this means my kids are awesome, but it also shows me that material things don't matter as much as the connections we make with other people in our lives. Good luck, Greg. Oh my gosh. I'm not going to cry about this. <laughs> Getting a little emotional even just reading that. God, I love your kids. I don't even know them, but that's awesome. I picture you guys. I, I, I feel like kids understand and they know you're a single mom. They know that you're doing your best that you can. They're not going to be like, mom, we need a house because what, what does it matter? If you have a family that loves you and you're a unit, you could go anywhere. You could do anything. I wouldn't worry too much about the housing market. I think it'll settle itself out. I hope that it eventually comes back down. But I think a lot of people right now are just sitting tight. They're like, Jesus, this is, this is wild. Unless you have an extra house to sell, in which case you're putting on the market for a crazy price and people are probably like going in a bidding war on it. But yeah, we we still look on occasion because I'm still looking for my my ultimate farmstead, homestead property where I can have all my animals and hopefully have my mother and father-in-law move on to it as well and just have our little, I guess, commune there with my pig and my ducks and my chicken and my dog and my everything, <laughs> my parrot. But um, yeah, I've been looking too and it's there's just nothing. There's nothing. And I'm seeing these house prices like, oh my gosh. I, so I, I hear you, but I wouldn't stress too much about it. And I'm glad that your kids are okay with it. That's That's awesome makes me that's like that that like fills my soul up to read that comment tracy so thank you for taking time to leave leave that and i hope in the meantime while you're working towards this maybe you can save up some money have a bigger down payment and when the right place comes up after things settle down you'll be there to snag it i wish the best for you 
Next comment comes from Rickzar on a little bit of a lighter note. He says, the trifecta of restaurants, Chick-fil-A, Cracker Barrel, and Texas Roadhouse. Those are my favorites. I would love to go out for, for dinner with Rickzar one of these days. That would be like probably the highlight of my life, honestly. I've met the man one time at Philly Brickfest in 2018. Such a classy fella and uh, just just a just an awesome soul. Love that dude. He says, as far as the van life, we loved it for 20 years and for many of the same reasons you're thinking. Did you have your dog hop in a little dog bed back there? Did you guys go camping? Did you have your your, your son and daughter in their own little seats and have the back seats down? I. I think it's the I think it's the ultimate. I don't know. He says, but now we look at it like boat owners. Best two days when you buy it and when you sell it. Dang it. I thought we were doing good there. And then it became a boat. Best day of a minivan's life when you buy it and when you sell it. I don't know. Maybe if I get a Chrysler, that's probably how I'd feel. But here we have Builder Buds. Ronnie says, we had a van growing up, Dodge Grand Caravan, basically a Chrysler Town and Country or Chrysler Pacific as it is known now. He says, I love that thing. It had so much space for activities. It was going to be taking family road trips. Your, if I okay, let me read this properly. If I was going to be taking family road trips, you're darn tootin'. I'd be living the van life. The hybrid sounds amazing too. Best of both worlds. I say go for it. I need to find one. I need to find one without a dealer markup and uh, one that I don't have to drive to Ithaca, New York. But JMT says I live in Ithaca and it's a great place to visit. You must visit. Toganok Falls, if you come to town, the Finger Lakes are beautiful. We went there one time for a wine, like the wineries and stuff. I realized at that moment that I wasn't really into wine at all. I only like the really sweet stuff. I'm not into like alcohol. I don't drink at all. The only hard stuff that I drink is Coca-Cola on occasion. And I don't know. I just, I wasn't into the wine stuff, but it was beautiful. It was a beautiful area and I love the wineries themselves. I just, I'm just not a wine drinker, but Cody liked it. So it was kind of like, a, you know, I was doing it with her and, and for her mostly. So I would do it again. We'll go up there and we'll buy a van and drink a whole bunch of wine. And then we'll, no, we won't do that. <laughs> we'll, we'll get a hotel room and we'll, we'll stay overnight. Next comment here comes from Matthew. He says, Hey Greg, I like the car stuff you're talking about. I knew that one person would want to w- listen to my car podcast. He says, my only advice, if you're going to get any type of plug-in, make sure you have the infrastructure of your house for it. My brother had an electric hybrid similar to the Chrysler that you're talking about, and he can no longer plug it in at home. Home is a bit on the old side, so now he's stuck using the gas-only option in that car. Easiest thing to do is check the company website to see what the minimum requirements to be able to properly charge this at your house. So from what I saw, I don't. Even, we're still going on about this Chrysler, even though like I... I don't. I, if it'd be different if I owned it already, but what I saw was you can plug it into like a regular outlet at your house, like any outlet that you have inside your home or in your garage. You can plug it into. I don't know what the voltage is. One ten, two twenty. I think that's like a one ten, maybe. Don't quote me on that, electricians. And it'll it'll charge off that, but it takes about twelve hours to charge up. So it's going to be like an overnight thing. If you got one of the outlets that you plug like a dryer into, which I think maybe like two twenty volt. That'll charge it in like two hours. So you could upgrade to that. But I mean, what's the difference really? If, you, if you're if you just going to charge it overnight, it's not like you're going to drive home and then charge it up. They need to take it right back out again. Although you could, I guess. And if you're going to get one of these vehicles and you're going to have it charging for, you know, f- for its lifetime in your garage, maybe it would be good to upgrade. Plus that would make sure it's like super safe because it seems kind of sketch to have like your garage have a car that's charging in it. But 
I guess it's no different than having anything else plugged in in your house that has an electric current going to it. Just imagine like flames shooting out of this thing as it charges overnight and then you got to run out of your house in your underwear. Not a good time. But yeah, I would I would make sure everything's legit. I'd probably have an electrician come and be like, hey, can we can we just like quadruple check this outlet here and make sure we're all good to go? And what would it take to upgrade that to its to a 220? I think they have to put like its own breaker in which seems like it would be an absolute nightmare. So I'd probably just do like the regular one if we could get away with it. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's what I know so far. And our house was, our house isn't really an older one, although it was built in 1993. So I think it could probably handle charging a, a Chrysler van probably if that's the route we go. What next? We have Lucas here. He says, does the dealership that does the inspection have to do the repairs? It just seems a little suspect to me. No, I could get it repaired anywhere and take it back for inspection, but I did call another place and the, the price was very close. So they weren't ripping me off. I did question like last year, the car was fine, right? Now this year it needs two rear wheel bearings. Is that normal? Like why wouldn't there just be like one that would go bad and then like maybe the other one's going to go bad eventually? It seems weird that they would both fail at the same time. Although, you know, they've both been through the exact same thing. They're probably both manufactured the same way. So I could, I could see it. And I don't have any reason to believe that this dealership would try to rip me off. They've been really good so far. Other than like when you're sitting there getting oil changed, they come over and they're like, Hey, so have you considered getting a 2022 Subaru Crosstrek? And I'm like, no, <laughs> get out of here. No, I'm not that rude. But yeah, like the lady would, I'd be, I'm like working there editing and she comes out of her office and she's like, can I talk to you? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> she's just doing her job. I'm not, I'm not going to be nasty about it. Lucas goes on to say, I don't know what Knobles pays, but I was looking at Kings Island jobs and they all start at $15 an hour. And although a big issue with amusement parks is that they are seasonal. So the typical worker is usually a student or as, or some who has retired from a career. Yeah, that's pretty much what Knobles is it's uh it's mostly older people that are just doing it because they're retired and getting some extra money I don't know what they start the pay rate at but man I think like 15 is like pretty reasonable we went to McDonald's last weekend after yard sailing and it was probably like 10 o'clock in the morning so not like prime time for breakfast or lunch you know it's like right in the middle and there was a whole wrap around at the drive through so we went in and I did the kiosk order and it was it was legit like 30 or 40 minutes for us to get our food and I, as I was staying there, I looked at their sign. That they have like help wanted, of, of course. And they start their employees at $11 an hour. And if you become a manager, you start at $14 an hour. And I started thinking about that. Like my first job, I was making $5.15 an hour. That was minimum wage. And that was 20-some years ago. And now minimum wage is, I think, $7.75 in Pennsylvania. And it's crazy because like even at that $11, which is $4 above minimum wage or $3 and some change above minimum wage, think about like if you had to drive into there, like we live in a pretty rural area, so you have to commute. A gallon of gas is $4.40 right now. So if you, if you use a gallon of gas to get to work and to get home, say you had a little bit of a drive there, like you're spending more, you're like, you're spending your first hour at your job just paying for the gas to get to your job. And then you have to work like an hour basically just to get a meal there if you were going to eat lunch. I'm assuming they give you either free food or discounted. At least I would hope so. That seems like a, the right thing to do for these people that are working pretty darn hard in there to make all of our food. But man, it just, it almost doesn't pay. And I understand why it's hard to get people. In fact, my mother and father-in-law are friends with a guy that was an assistant manager there. And he had been working there for 
for like a decade and they hired a new guy that was making just like a fraction of a dollar less than he was just starting. And the guy was just like, I'm fed up with this. So he went, he left and got another job that pays more. So obviously like that's their issue. It's a staffing problem. Either people they're understaffed or the people that they have hired on are, are noobs that don't really, that aren't efficient or just don't care. And you get what you pay for in some cases, or you don't, as I, as I commented on Ronnie's video from this week, where he had a similar experience at McDonald's, raise that up to $15 and see what kind of candidates you get. Maybe the thing will be a little bit faster. Like it was, we could have probably gone to the grocery store, picked up some, some bacon and some eggs and stuff, went home and then cooked it faster than what it took them to give us our, our sandwiches and stuff. It was just wild. And it was just, it was just because they had been so backed up that there was no catching up from this. I w couldn't imagine going there at like noon. Cause you think about at 10 o'clock, you're that far behind and it just keeps piling and piling. Like how, how, how do you call that fast food? It's just so poorly ran. And I think it all comes down to, it's not because people don't want to work. It's just, is it worth working for $11 an hour to essentially work in a food factory where you have that high pressure, high stress situation on you? I don't, I, I think you could do better elsewhere with all the other jobs that are out there. I, I wouldn't choose McDonald's as my place. And then the manager would be even worse to pay, make an extra $3 an hour for all of that stress that comes with managing for $14 an hour. When you could go to Kings Island and make $15 an hour, pressing a button on a ride. Why, why would you ever bother? So uh, Ronald McDonald, if you're listening to this, pay your people, man. You're, you're, you're making enough money that you can more than pay those people. When you buy a soda at McDonald's, that's like two cents. You, like they sell 10 sodas in an hour. They paid a, an entire employee's hourly wage. I, I'm not going to get into it, but you know, it is what it is. I guess the market will, will determine how much people will work for. If you don't raise minimum wage, you're not going to have anybody working there and then you're going to have to raise it anyway. So hopefully that, that works its way out. And someday I can go to McDonald's, walk in, get my food, be super impressed as to how they could possibly deliver those things that quickly and be out of my car in like three minutes, because that's, that's what I remember. That's the McDonald's that I remember. And you probably do too. Uh, Lucas also goes on. He had a, had a multi-part comment here, which I appreciate. He says, I wouldn't worry too much about the proper way to learn piano. My best friend from high school had barely any formal training and learned mostly by ear. Now he has played in a Las Vegas show and has opened and played with Jerry Lee Lewis. Great balls of fire. You never know where something might take you. Exactly. That's my thoughts. I think, like I mentioned last time, it's just important to get started, to have something that's engaging that you want to do, and to be able to do it at your own pace is really important. Which, uh, funny enough, takes me to our next comment uh, from a critic of Simply Piano. Essentially called it a scam the first time that they found out that we were we were using it, but has a comment here nonetheless. This is from Panda Bricks. Says, longtime listener, first time commenter. I normally listen to your episodes on Spotify every Monday. Thanks for another great episode. Sorry if I seem like I disapproved of what you're doing with the piano journey on my recent comments, because I certainly don't. I'm 11 years old and well written, I have to say. Uh, and you have been playing for, and I've been playing piano for nearly six years. I have a question. What's holding you back from getting a teacher? I know you mentioned that you wanted to keep Clark engaged and make practicing enjoyable and fun, and the app certainly does both of those things. The app also makes the experience feel like a video game, but the problem is that learning piano is not a video game. Don't quote me on this as I've never played a video game. You might be the only 11-year-old in the world that hasn't played a video game. That's crazy. I'm actually like impressed. It says, I know this is what keeps children engaged these days, but in my opinion, if this is what it takes to keep a child engaged when learning an instrument, they don't want to learn an instrument 
I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. See, this is another example of you making an opinion without any information. You having never played a video game and seen what the appeal of video games is and how they do draw people in, saying that uh, if that's what keeps them engaged in learning an instrument, they don't want to learn an instrument. I disagree with that quite a bit. Clark uses the app and I think it gives him a lot of encouragement. There's nothing that's keeping us from getting a teacher. We certainly could do that. But my thoughts were with Simply Piano, it takes it at your own pace. It's very, very simple. It starts you out very slow and it makes you feel good about yourself. That's That should be what a good teacher does too, right? But this allows you to practice multiple times per week. What teacher is going to be there, what, Wednesday at four o'clock and you got them for an hour maybe a couple times a week at most. This you can practice every day if you want to, several times a day. You can go at your own pace however you want to do. And I I very much disagree with you that the fact that it is like a game and you feel like you're leveling up, that's, that's the only reason that someone would want to learn piano is not right. That's just a bonus. That's something that gives them like uh, like inspiration. Like it makes me feel good. I'm like, oh, this is really cool. When you're hitting like they're playing a song and you're hitting just a couple notes, you really do feel like you're kind of playing that song a little bit, you know? And as time goes by, you progressively get better and better and better. And that doesn't mean that someday we won't get a teacher because I think that could be helpful for the intangibles that Simply Piano can't teach you like timing and how to sit properly and maybe finger position and all of those things. There's a lot that a teacher can teach you. And you seem offended that we wouldn't have a teacher probably because you grew up with a teacher. I think it's a mistake for you to judge Simply Piano, like one by calling it a scam or saying that it doesn't work or whatever because you've never used it. You're making an uninformed opinion, which uh, the I guess the, the better use of, of that would be you're being ignorant because you just don't know. And I'm not getting triggered by this by any means. It's just, I just don't like to see people, one, have an uninvited opinion. I There's a lot of that on YouTube. Like YouTube comment section is the home of uninvited opinions. It's the place where people judge you, the things you're doing, and that's just normal. And if you're going to make YouTube videos, you have to you have to accept that. And I have. And I try not to let it bother me. I don't fire back at these people anymore. If, if it's something that's really rude, I just delete the comment and I move on with my life. Because nobody wins if you if you go back and forth. But just like the comment before you said, it's not really important how you learn. It's just that you do it. And how you get started is just, it's the most important thing. Just just putting yourself out there. And then if it, six months or a year, Clark is still doing the piano, or if I am and we're still loving it, maybe we'll take it to the next level with a teacher. I'd plan to upgrade our piano. Maybe our piano might be fine, but it all depends. This is just a great place to start. And if you are thinking about getting into piano, I think Simply Piano is fantastic for that with my limited experience with it. But you can look at reviews on the App Store. You can watch videos on it. You can speculate whether they're real or not, whether this little five-year-old kid is actually learning it or he's already you know, been a Mozart since he was two. You can judge that for yourself. I can just tell you from my personal experience, it's it's been nice to get started with and I feel like I'm learning from it. Uh, I'll have to judge way later in the in the, the time frame of my learning whether it's teaching me the wrong things or it's not teaching me properly because I don't know that yet, but I just know that I'm enjoying it and I think that's the most important thing because this is just a hobby. That's all it is. But I do appreciate your your comment on and hopefully my explanation there was was enough for you to understand why we why we've taken this route. The last comment of the day comes from the nerd abides. It says thanks for telling your uh, trading card story. I used to collect basketball cards only for the players and designs I liked too. That was me when I started. I lucked out and didn't have any friends that had the 
card the card price catalogs, but moved into Pokemon cards after that and eventually grew out of toys and cards and such later. Piano is great to pick up. Really, any hobby where you're producing something or doing something is better than collecting. Looking forward to hearing about your family's summer adventures. Also, sorry for the long comment. Never, never apologize for long comments. I love them. I appreciate you looking forward to our adventures. Hopefully, we have some great stuff to share with you. I think we will. But yeah, I agree with you. Collecting is collecting is fun, but only if you're getting some value from that collection. Like, I collect Lego, obviously, and am I getting value from the stuff that's in my storage room, packed away in boxes or put into storage bins and stuff? Not necessarily. That's why I've really like wanted to transition into having parts and us just building cool stuff and sharing that. That's producing. That's enjoying. And when you build something up, you can either keep it built, you can tear it down. There's really no cost associated with it. There's nothing lost. You can I, I just I just feel like that's the way to go, which is I think is another reason that me making this big purchase this week of the Luke's land speeder is weighing on me. I'm like, is this really what I should be doing? I should try to make my own land speeder using the pieces I have. That'd be way cooler. I think that'd be way more interesting for the YouTube audience to see than me being the 1700th guy to uh, build the Star Wars one when all the reviews are already out. And it's like old news. Even right now, before I I ordered it the first day it came out, it's already old news. I don't even have it yet. That's the direction I want to go. So it is, for me, just like all the stuff that we're doing, whether it be gardening or piano or Lego building, I just want to like, I want to produce something I want to put my heart into it. I want to have something to show for our effort and to show Clark, man, that you can do cool things if you put your mind to it. And that's what I'd like to leave you guys with this week. I encourage you to do the same because that's that's what I'm trying to do in my life. And I'm here to, to report the results back to you and tell you what we did right and wrong. Oh, I do have one other thing that I wanted to share with you. Um, but I think I'll, sh- I'll save that for next week. I'll make sure that's a note for next week. Cause it's, it, this is something that I'll be continuing to do. Uh, so I'm gonna leave you on a bit of a cliffhanger there, but I encourage you to go out and have the best week of your life. Hopefully you have a, you have a great one. I'm going to try to do the same. Hopefully my poison sumac goes away. Hopefully I find some cool stuff in the rainy yard sale day tomorrow. And next week is a really just beautiful week of great weather and lots of productivity on my end. So thank you guys all for watching and listening and we'll see you all in the next Greg's world podcast.